Hi friends, it's me, Diana Piquet, and it's Weight Loss Wednesday. Welcome. I'm a West Coast mama who has yo-yoed with weight my whole adult life. Over the last couple of years, I've been really doing my best to lean hard on a self-loving approach that would keep my weight in check, and it was realistic enough for me to do for the rest of my life. I'm really tired out from 40 years of losing a bunch of weight and then slowly gaining it back over time. It's been exhausting. I wanted to take care of this beautiful body of mine because I love being alive and I want to be a vibrant, confident, and healthy version of myself. I've been learning, journaling, reading. I've been listening to my own self-talk. I've been making some mistakes and yet observing my confidence growing week after week. I wanted to share my journey because I know what it's like to feel embarrassed or alone over this issue. And the truth is you absolutely are not. I hope you have a listen and I hope that in some way you can take some of this, apply it to your life and see some benefits. I'm so excited to share with you. And as always, I'm cheering you on from Huntington Beach. Hey friends, happy Wednesday. It's me, Diana. On Wednesdays, I generally like to talk about body positivity, health, fitness journey. Um, I've lost 80 pounds over many, many years after um, the height of a pregnancy on down to where I am today. And I still feel like I have another 20-ish to go. I'm in a maintenance mode this summer, which I am enjoying. I was actually just saying to my husband today that It has been so nice to be able to have the odd margarita and a glass of champagne and to like we went to a baseball game yesterday and I had some nachos and a hot dog and I had a little cup of ice cream with Lincoln and I had a couple bites and then she had the rest. So I just feel like I'm in a good place maintenance wise right now and um, it's kind of nice to feel like just comfortable right now and not like I'm really pushing myself. One of the things I wanted to talk about was something I saw posted, um, someone talking about the things that they will never say in front of their children on holiday. Um, And it made me think about a pledge that I've made to myself. Now, generationally, we always have things where we're like, okay, when I become a parent, I'm not going to X, Y, and Z. And one of those things that was really important to me when I had my kids was that I was not going to participate in spanking style or hitting of any kind with my kids. Um, Over the years, I've had parents of my generation, like friends that are my age, who were like, you know, that kid needs to be, uh, I would slap that kid for acting like that. And for me, I never um, partook in that. I tried not to ever partake in it. I, I honestly actually slapped Scarlett in the face once when I just couldn't get her under control and I couldn't get myself under control. But overall, I have really tried to not use my limbs to punish my children or to discipline my children because my parents did and I felt like all it made me do was have hateful thoughts about them like I don't remember what I did wrong I don't remember the mouthing off or whatever it was I did to deserve that but I don't feel like it ever served me I don't feel like I learned lessons from it I think it terrified me Um, I think it was something that has really carried on through my adulthood and bothered me. Um, this is not to say that I'm blaming my parents for the style of discipline that they chose. It's just to say that it was something that I never wanted to bring into my parenting style. And it's funny because when that has happened to you as a child, 
your instinct is to go to that. So I cannot tell you how many times I had to pretend like that my hands were glued to my legs and take a deep breath and just calmly not lose it on a kid because my kids are every bit as annoying, uh, back talky, uh, all the things that I was as a kid. Kids are kids. I just have chosen to try, attempt to do it in a different way. And then I became a foster parent. Um, I became, became a foster parent when uh, Scarlett was like six or seven years old. So you basically, when you go into that program, you agree that you don't have what's called corporal punishment in your home. Like you don't hit your kids with a spoon or you don't spank your kids or you don't slap your kids. None of that stuff is allowed because that can be very triggering for a child who has grown up in an abusive um, family. So even at that, like bringing Mia in um, and then we had three other foster uh, children in our home before her, it was a situation where we tried our best not to even like have a ton of like yelling because that was really triggering and scary for Mia as well. So we try, uh, we try not to be a yelling house, um, without getting like too far into the rules. I can tell you like, and this is a whole other podcast, but the way that we do our chores, our expectations, um, we've had the kids have the same chores and have had the same chores for like the last six or seven years. Um, it rotates, but the way that it's done, what's expected has been the same. So it makes it very easy for the kid to do the thing right and know what's expected of them. That's not to say like I don't have to hang up a note that says I'm going to be taking your phone away if chores don't get done right today. Like they still need correction, but if they don't do it right, I don't spank them. Um, and honestly, some of these two of my kids are like much 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 larger than me now so it would be silly for me to put be putting my seven-year-old a seven foot tall 20 year old over my lap and giving him a spank you know so um the the reason I went into all of that was because I feel like we make leaps generationally of things we do and things we don't do Uh, my parents uh, did things their way, their parents did their things their way, and my parents made a leap and did different things than than their parents did in their home. And I think we all have those choices to make, and that's a beautiful thing about being an adult. And um, I hope that my kids make some leaps and do some things differently than I did, and we're improving with each generation, right? So another one of the big things as a woman that I have chosen not to do is bag on my body in front of my kids. Now, that is not because I'm a supermodel. I have saggy skin. I have um, 50-year-old skin. I have stretch marks. I have um, hair in places that are it's frustrating that I wish would go away, like under my chin. I have all the things that any normal woman has. I've uh, any, if you can imagine a woman who's lost 80 pounds, you can imagine what my skin's like. On top of that, I also have an autoimmune disorder um, that causes gigantic red raspberry blotches on my skin. So like right now I have one on my ankle that's probably the size of a bottom of a coffee cup and it grows and spreads and then they fade away. It used to be on my arm about five years ago. Uh, I have one coming up on my wrist. Possibly one day I could get them on my face. It's just part of my body. Um, But hating it and complaining about it all the time, I can't imagine it's going to make it any better. Um, There's not a a medicine for it and there's not really a medical explanation for it. Um, It just is what it is. And honestly, at my age, getting it now, 
I feel so lucky that it's not itchy or scratchy. It doesn't bleed. It's not like it, it could be way worse. So that's how I view it. I view it that I've got something that is um, somewhat unsightly. But other than that, I'm very lucky that that's kind of all that I've got. I'd say one of the biggest things that I notice that women do um, who aren't necessarily totally happy with the way they look is they skip getting in the picture. I hate that. Here's why I hate it. You are beautiful to your children, no matter if you have your makeup on or your teeth brushed or whatever the deal is. And I understand wanting to look a certain way in order to you know, make a family portrait or something like that. But generally just being who you are and showing your children that you're okay with your face, whether you have makeup on with your body, whether you're, you know, perfectly dressed or not, or just in general, like whether you're overweight, whatever your deal is, I think getting in the picture and showing your kids, like what message are we sending our children? If we're like, I'm not even good enough to mark this moment in time. That's how bad I feel like I look ouch, you know, and your kids will look back on that and notice that. And so I make it a point to always actually hand my camera over to someone and say, Hey, can you take a picture of me and my family right now? And show my kids that I do love myself and I feel good about myself enough to show up. One of the things to think about with this too, is that if you end up with a child who's overweight or, you know, doesn't feel like she has a traditionally, you know, perfect, whatever, And she feels like, okay, I saw my mom who was overweight and she would never get in the picture. So I must not be good enough to show up either. Because a lot of times, whatever example is set for us, those examples are very different. I'm sorry, difficult to change as adults. Whatever we see as kids is what's kind of like ingrained in our brain. And then we grow up thinking that we shall be the same type of adult. That goes alongside with just in general, you don't have to say it about yourself, but just not participating. You know, if you are in a situation where you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to go in the pool. I'm not going to go to the beach. You know, life becomes very closed down when you let your weight or your size or your situation about your body close it down. And honestly, I heard someone say the other day, those who matter don't mind so meaning someone who really is imperative to your life they don't mind what you look like around the pool and those that mind who are going to sit around and pick you apart they don't matter and I mean it's so true like if you've got somebody who has nothing else going on in their life but to just sit around and pick apart your stretch marks or the cellulite you have or that your butt's not perfect or whatever They need to get their own life. They've got their own set of problems. So just don't really pay them any mind. Move on and do your own thing and show up for your life. Another thing that I grew up with, and I grew up around not just my mom, but my aunts and other women who I admired and was influenced by constantly complaining about their bodies, their body parts, um, their weight, their age the aging process, all of those things. And I choose not to do that. That is not because I don't see things about my body that I don't like. Um, I recently noticed that my butt looked like it was after losing weight, it just looked like it was getting flatter and like sliding down my legs, like getting longer. Telling you that I would not say that in front of my kids. I chose to start doing squats 
about 20 to 25 squats every time I brush my teeth in the morning and every time at night in hopes to lift my booty. But I didn't start saying to my kids or to Lincoln, who's in my room lots of times when I'm doing the squats, mom's butt is flat and long and gross and yucky and white and cellulite-y. I didn't say any of that stuff. Uh, she would ask me, of course, what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I said, uh, I just wanted to get stronger. Mommy wants her bottom and legs. This exercises the tops of my legs and the, my back. I want to I want to be stronger. And it's the same. It's it's an exercise for the same reason. Of course, I want to be stronger. Of course, I'm vain. And so I want it. I want my butt to look better in jeans. Of course, all that's true. But I'm not going to let Lincoln hear me talking about that, about my body. I just I, I don't want her to get the message that whatever shape her body turns out to be is wrong in any way, shape, or form. Um, I want her to feel like I feel that I'm doing it, whether it's for the perfect reason, because, you know, I, I do. I am vain. I don't want my butt to look flat. Um, I want it to look stronger. I want a certain shape, but... I don't sit around and harp on that in front of her so that she's sitting there looking at her butt in the mirror. Does that make sense? I don't even know if that is like even healthy. Maybe I'll listen to this in another 30 years and be like, wow, I really had a lot to, a lot of work to do back then about, you know, my body image, but I do want my body to look and feel strong. And the way that I'm going to go about doing that and explaining that to my kid isn't by picking my body apart. Okay. So if I think about it, I'm pretty sure probably at least three, but sometimes like five to seven times a week, I'm pushing Lincoln in the stroller. She's five years old, so she really is kind of too big for the stroller, but she's too little to ride her bike four miles with training wheels yet. So we're kind of at the in-between stage. So she ends up hearing a lot of the conversations we have. And one of the things that I'm really mindful is what we're talking about in front of her. And I noted that the majority of the ladies, my girlfriends that I walk with are in some form of a life coaching capacity, which is so bizarre. I don't even know how that ended up happening. One's like a fitness guru who helps people um, with their fitness. Uh, Another one is more like on the mental side. And then another one is like a life planner who will take your whole life. She brings in couples and sort of like make a plan for the next five years with people. It's amazing. So I walk with some pretty amazing people. And the things we talk about are very like goal oriented or gratefulness. We talk a lot about gratefulness. Like, oh, I have this vacation coming up and I'm really setting the intention that I'm going to, you know, be very mindful of how like lucky and, and amazing it is that we're able to travel to whatever it is, you know. So a lot of the talking and walking is very, very positive. I walked with a woman for the first time last week who literally, her and her best friend, take people on trips to um, Italy. And it's like a, a women's retreat and they go and I mean, guys, come on. They like they get to eat great food. They get to um, learn about wine and taste wine. They get to uh, like tour the area from an insider's perspective. Just it's just amazing, right? And hearing this woman's story was just like that's the kind of stuff I want Lincoln or my other children exposed to. And when you compare that to, in some situations. You know, there's women who sit around and like, oh, I'm so frustrated with my body parts. 
I'm so frustrated that, you know, like I'm not as tan as I was. I heard someone say that yesterday. Oh, last summer I was so much more tan. Who cares? So it's, it's just really important to be mindful about how we talk about our bodies and our circumstances in front of our kids. Um, I don't want my children hearing me say, I overate, so I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the gym and like do a double workout. No. Um, I do want my kids to hear me say, Oh, that was a, you know, that was, that was a baseball game yesterday with nachos and a little bit of ice cream and then pizza and a hot dog. That was a lot. So I'm really going to, um, be mindful and drink my water and go for a nice walk today. Um, I'm ready to recalibrate and get like right back on track. It's just sort of like, it's sort of the same thing, but just said in a healthier, more digestible way. Uh, for kids to hear. I don't ever want them to see me missing out on something because of my size. And I certainly don't want them to think that I am hating my body or that I'm hating the fact that I'm getting older. Because honestly, if you're taking care of yourself and you're learning and you're growing, life is pretty good. And so the aging process is actually kind of fun. And of course, like, of course, I'm in my fifties now. Um, yeah, it wasn't a super big blast to go get a colonoscopy. These are not exactly something that I look forward to, but I certainly look forward to getting the letter in the mail. And that's the thing I focus on in front of my kids. When I get the letter in the mail, it's like, oh, healthy boobs. Mom's got healthy boobs. I went and got my mammogram, remember, a couple weeks ago. And look, I'm all clear. You know, the colonoscopy came back all clear. I'm healthy for another five years. Seeing them watch me do the things to age uh, in a healthy way is such a great example for them. And that's who I want to be. I don't, the other day I was taking a, uh, the video was on in the car. I was taking a video of Lincoln behind me in the car seat doing something funny. The video kept going. I laid in my lap. And when I looked down, my, I wasn't driving. I was like in, in the, um, in our driveway, I looked down and the video is still recording and it's of my elbow and it's not a great angle. It's, you know, saggy elbow skin coming down, bad lighting. And as I look down, you could see like my double chin and all my wrinkles below. And so I lifted the camera up and I said, that's the angle of how my elbow looks and my chin looks right now. And I'm still beautiful anyway. And I'm intending on some po- at some point to post that because I feel like we have to normalize being a human being that ages, you know, like okay, I've had Botox before. I've had plastic surgery before. I have done the things that I want to do under my own terms that I could afford. I didn't go in big debt for it. That made me happy. I am happy with the things that I've done and I may do more things in the future, but I don't sit around obsessing about what's next. How can I improve myself? Let me pick this apart or that apart. It's just, it's not healthy for me. And it's certainly not a healthy example for my kids to see. Okay, so if you're the type of person that catches yourself saying things like, oh, I hate that picture of me, delete it. Or you have to take, you know, 700 pictures to get just the right angle or whatever. Start waking up to that. It's not really healthy. It's not healthy for your kids to see you doing that. It's not healthy at all for your kids to see you dreading aging or growing older or your body changing. Um, you can make things so much more comfortable for yourself and pleasant for yourself and for the people that you're raising, or maybe the, you know, your nieces and nephews that are watching you by 
acknowledging some of this and trying to make some changes. Um, do know this though, that this was societal conditioning that's been going on for years and years and years. And, you know, our aunties and uncles grew up judging each other's bodies and our moms and dads and our grandparents. I mean, how many of you had a grandmother um, that would say, oh, she shouldn't be wearing that at her age or, oh, her hair's too long for her age or, you know, whatever the thing is. Picking apart body parts is not healthy for anybody. And whether it's an overweight thing or if it's just like a bone structure thing, I mean, like I was called big boned my whole life. What the fuck does that even mean? Like I have a body. It has a skeletal situation. It came from my DNA. There's nothing I can do to reduce or grow my bones. We don't need to comment on it all the time. I have size 11 feet. It took me until I was 45 years old to love my feet. And it only happened because I met this guy, my husband, Thomas, who noticed that I was trying to hide the size of my shoes. He was like, well, what size shoes do you wear? And I'm like, a 10, perfect 10, which is still a big shoe. But I was like scratching out, like trying to get the, like scratch the printing off the leather of the bottom of my shoes because I didn't want him to know that I had a size 11. About the size of my feet came from the fact that, um, it's hard to find shoes in that size, which sends the message to a teenager that your feet are ridiculously big. Well, they're not ridiculously big. You know, they're my feet. It is what it is. It, they're feet and I need shoes that fit them. So fucking shoemakers make bigger shoes. I have a niece right now who has a size 12 shoe and I guarantee you the girl is not done growing because she's like 13. She's going to have really big feet. Make bigger shoes. Don't send the message to young girls and young boys that they're too big to be able to fit in in the society. It's, it's those kind of things that we pass on. So when I, when my niece comes to stay with me for three weeks, we don't talk about like she has ridiculously big feet. She's cute feet. She's a cute everything. She's a cute, gorgeous, amazing child. And that's the last thing we need to focus on is the size of her feet that, that, that it's wrong in some way. So I guess I'm saying all this stuff about the size of your body and the size of your thighs and the, you know, the size of your feet and the size of your bone structure and all that. And like, do we really, really have to spend a lot of time talking about that stuff anymore and make that the focus of what we discuss or make fun of? No, I think we should stop and know this, that you, if you grew up in it, which I definitely did, my cousins did, uh, I'm sure my parents did in their family. That's where they got it from. Um, you can make slow changes to make a point to not talk about that anymore. Um, it makes a difference. I know I send encouraging texts to myself. I force myself to post things that um, are maybe vulnerable or not that comfortable. I have a lot of people ask me about that. Like, doesn't that make you uncomfortable? Yeah. Sometimes it does make me uncomfortable, but I think it's important to show up anyway and show my kids that my fear doesn't get the best of me, that I'm not ashamed of my body and um, that they should never be ashamed of their bodies either. So the next time you get that urge to say like, ah, delete that picture of me or, oh, like take all, I mean, the only reason I delete pictures is if my eyes are closed because I want my eyes, my gorgeous eyes open in pictures and I want everybody's open in pictures. So sometimes we do have to take seven pictures to make sure all seven of us have our eyes open at the same time. But other than that, 
that's the only reason. I don't have to get a certain angle. Um, I'm not trying to make this look like that or whatever. I love myself the way I am. And that's the message that I want my kids to see me sending. And I want that's that to be the message that they emulate for themselves and then emulate for my grandchildren as well. So if you feel like this episode and this subject resonates with you, and this is an area that you need to work on, there are so many different ways to do it. We live in such a great time right now. I mean, hallelujah to Pinterest and to podcasts and to self-help books. There's a whole genre written about loving your body and getting grateful for what you have. That does not mean vanity. That does not mean we're going to pretend like we're perfect. It means that there is a way to wake up and stretch your body in the morning while you're still laying in bed and just count off like five things that you're so grateful for. Now, listen, I wake up every morning. I have severe scoliosis. I wake up every morning with my lower back hurting, but I stretch and I'm grateful for my strong feet that carry me. I am grateful for my shoulders. I'm grateful sometimes that I just didn't wake up with a headache. I am grateful that I'm going to be alone today. You know, like there's so many things to be grateful for. So you can start with a gratitude practice and talking to yourself about the things that you're grateful for. And that could lead to something else. But taking that toxicity out of the way that you talk to yourself in your own head and that you talk to yourself out loud where your children or other people around you that you're influencing might hear is such a great first step to having a healthier mindset. And you can just do something where you're like, oh, I'm, I am on a 30 day, I don't talk shit about my body plan and just try it for 30 days and see what kind of difference you think that that could make. Um, and let me know. Um, I would love to hear if this makes any difference in your life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this reaches somebody that um, really just needed to hear uh, how amazing their body is, how lucky they actually are compared to somebody else who maybe is struggling, how much you can make a difference in somebody's life with what comes off your lips. And I'm just grateful that you tuned in. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.